but it was never about punishing myself, you know, or like you said, trying to get my body back. It has always been because exercise makes me feel good. Like I need it for my sanity. So for me, making sure that I got some movement every day was incredibly important to me. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Lisa Druxman, who is the founder of Fit for Mom, about how we can use movement to help us navigate motherhood and how finding community and determining our priorities are vital along this journey. Hey, mamas, how are you? I am talking with Lisa in this episode, and like I said, she is the founder of Fit for Mom, but also she is a mom of two herself, and she is also the author of two books. One is The Empowered Mama, which teaches moms how to live their best lives, and the other one is Lean Mommy, which offers tips on how you can quickly get back into shape after giving birth. In this episode, we talk about how Fit for Mom was started when she was still on maternity leave and she really wanted to create a workout with her baby because she didn't wanna leave him. You know, like so many of us other mamas, we are so connected with our babies and we don't want to leave them. And this is something that she had created. She gathered a few moms in her neighborhood and they all joined together and things just simply took off. She went on to create what we now know as the company and it is still growing and shaping with moms in mind and taking you know what moms need into consideration. We also dive deep on other aspects of what her motherhood journey was like and what these past two decades has been like for her. Listen in to gain insight on navigating motherhood as an entrepreneur, how you can find yourself and your strength in motherhood, and how we can focus on what's most important in our motherhood journey. So pop in those headphones, turn up the volume, and let's get this episode started. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so excited to get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here. My name is Lisa Drexman, and I am the chief founding mom of Fit for Mom. So I founded a program called Fit for Mom, uh, which is fitness for every stage of motherhood about 21 years ago when I became a mom. Wow. So let's jump back. You said 21 years ago. Yes, it started as a program called Stroller Strides. So if you've ever ever seen a brigade of women pushing strollers and working out together, that was our original program. Um, I was really just looking for a way 
Honestly, I was looking for community. I knew nothing about motherhood. And so I figured as a fitness professional, I could help moms get back in shape. And it was a way for us to work out with each other and connect and really create our own village. And so Stroller Strides was the first program. As my own kids grew up, um, the programs evolved. And so we have fitness for every stage of motherhood and we franchise the business. So we have about 250 franchises across the country. Awesome. So what was it like, like how old were your children when you first started Stroller Strides? Well, I was a brand new mom to Jacob. He was three months old when I first started Stroller Strides. Um, I was on my maternity leave and honestly, I started doing a stroller workout because I didn't want to leave him to get my workout in. And so the whole idea and concept and classes came together during maternity leave and realized I don't need to go back to work full time, that this could be my business. And it has been for the last two decades. Yeah, three months. That's crazy to think. Like, you know, like, were you just kind of like looking to get back into working out yourself? And you were like, how can I incorporate him coming along with me? Or like, what was yeah. really the thought process there? So I did not want to miss a moment with him on my maternity leave. So I created the stroller based workout for myself. And it was our best hour of the day. And then I kind of had this light bulb idea. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was like, I could create this as a class and I could meet other moms and that way we can support each other and we can get fit together and have fun with our babies. And I'm going to call it stroller strides. Like I literally came up with the whole thing in one day, not a whole lot of thought. And I started with four moms in my neighborhood and apparently I wasn't the only one looking for this because it took off. And so I wasn't looking to start a business, but I was so grateful to create a business that integrated work with motherhood. So I didn't have to go back to my 50 hour, 60 hour work week without being with my son. So it all was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, so there was four women in your neighborhood that you had started doing this with. And, and you know, it wasn't something, I think even now, like 20 years later, it still isn't something like there's so many fitness classes, but there's not many that you can have your children there with you. No, you know? it was a brand new concept. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, and that's probably why we got so much media exposure. And it grew so fast. So I had those four moms in the neighborhood and then the local news station said, hey, Lisa, can you come on? Um, I used to do their fitness stories. Can you come on tomorrow morning? Really, they just needed a warm body. So I came on and promoted stroller strides like it was a business. And I promoted a grand opening class that I really had no plans for, no permit for. And they put my personal cell phone and my personal email on the green screen. And I came home and there were 70 emails waiting for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm onto something. So I did that grand opening class and I had 40 moms show up. And I told my husband, I am not going back to work. I think this can be a business. And it had, took off. And realized this is 2001. There was no Facebook. There was no social media. This is pure word of mom. And what has happened for the last two decades in Stroller Strides is it creates such an incredible community where moms find themselves again, find their identity again, find their strength. Like we have a, a saying that, you know, you find your strength in motherhood at mm -hmm. Fit for Mom. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important and something that, you know, is beyond the, you know, bounce back mentality of things. It's, you know, you're really finding that community. You're finding that connection. Nobody's, you know, saying like, hey, come here so that you can like get that waistline back or anything. It really is like come here to like find yourself, find community and connect with other moms who are looking for that as well. Yeah, it's honoring the changes that happen in your body. We always say that a woman's body changes more in nine months of pregnancy than a man's will in his entire life. And so many women do jump back to whatever their old exercise routine is without taking into account what has happened to you hormonally, anatomically, like all the different changes. And so all of our Fit for Mom classes are designed with that in mind so that moms can regain their alignment, regain their strength, regain their pelvic floor strength. Uh, All of those things are considered a part of the Fit for Mom program. Can you briefly explain kind of the difference in the type of workouts and what is going on when we transition into motherhood versus, you know, other workouts that maybe we were used to before? Yeah. So, I mean, just think about some of the natural changes that happen in pregnancy. So when you become pregnant, your head starts to jet forward, your breasts enlarge, so your chest muscles get tight. And so you start to probably lose some of your strength in your upper back. As your uterus grows, you're going to start to lose some of the strength in your core and your hips are going to tilt forward. So your hip flexors are going to get tighter and then your glutes are going to lose some of the strength. So when you come to a Fit for Mom class, we're going to think about these things. So instead of doing a million push-ups, which maybe you did before, you don't want to do that. Your, your chest is already tight. We're going to work on stretching the chest. We're going to work on more upper body um, back strength. We're going to work on glute strength. We're going to work on core strength. We are very cognizant of diastasis recti and some of the pelvic floor issues. So we're not going to have you jump into a burpee, which is the last thing that you want to do just after having a baby. Uh, Not just because it doesn't feel good, but because it's actually not what's good for your body to regain its strength and restore your core and pelvic floor. So those are all things that need to be considered. So far more back exercises, core exercises, regaining strength and alignment. Yeah. And what have you found to be, I guess, the highlight of these past 20 years in in creating this? You know, without any doubt, it's moms came for the fitness, but they stay for the community. What has happened with the community is so incredible. Um, You know, I started it 21 years ago. So moms from my groups two decades ago are sending their kids off to college together and they're still the best of friends. The locations that I visit nationwide, I have never visited one location where they're not women that I would love to be friends with. It is the most welcoming, non-judgmental, supportive village that I think every mom needs. Is there anything that is incorporated in the classes other than, you know, physical movement that you could expect when you go to a a class? Yeah. So if we're talking about a stroller strides class, first of all, it's it's fitness for mom, but it's also fun for babies. So instructors are doing everything from bubbles and puppets and singing. So, you know, when we're doing rows, you're going to also probably be singing row, row your boat. So, you know, 
come, come ready to have, you know, mommy and me kind of fun. Um, but also the community aspect. So all of our locations across the country offer play groups. All of our country, all of our locations offer mom's nights out. So there is such a rich fabric of connection that is so much more than just sets and reps in a fitness class. That's awesome. I think, you know, it's like that too. I want to say, you know, like if you've ever gone to like a mommy and me experience and things like that, you know, you're like coming to do it for your kid, but you know that you're doing it also for you to like meet other parents, meet other kids and, and have that interaction for your child. So that's really awesome that, you know, you can incorporate that kind of environment in something that's also like extremely benefiting for the mom. Yeah. I mean, I did all the mommy and me kinds of classes, but you'd show up for that class and it was a welcome break and you got a few connections. But when you come to a stroller strides class, you are actually like literally creating a new community. Like there's probably going to be some sort of a Facebook group so that you are have a connection with the moms that way. Like you are building friendships and connection that are so much more than just that one hour that you show up for class. Yeah, that's awesome. So how much has that kind of advanced and shifted from the very first time you did it until now? Like what what ideas like slowly progressed into things and what have you maybe tried that has no longer been incorporated into a class or what has that process been like? That's a great question. Um, I mean, when I first came up with it, I just came up with the class and so much of it evolved from there. I remember there was a gal in one of my classes who said, hey, I used to be a teacher and so can I lead a play group? And that was how that started. And so now all of the locations have play groups and you know all these really cute activities that they do with the kids after class. Um, and then you know I had another mom who said, hey, let's do a mom's night out. And so all of these things that were ideas of the moms are now an integral part of all of our locations. One of the things that um, grew over the years is a program called Moms with a Mission. We really realize that moms, when they come together for a cause, are so powerful and want to give back and want to make the world a better place for our kids. So almost all of our locations across the country do things to raise money or to raise awareness, um, you know, different philanthropic things for their community. And so Moms with a Mission is a big part of of Fit for Mom as well. So there's so many aspects that, um, like I said, make it more than just fitness. Yeah. So what other aspects of your journey of entering motherhood was, I don't want to say like challenging, but like something that you didn't expect to be a part of motherhood? Well, I mean, for me, the most challenging part was here, I was teaching all these moms to take care of themselves and to put their own oxygen mask on first. With every fiber of my being, I believed that that was the best way to parent was to take care of yourself. And yet, I, here I was a young new mom myself with a nationwide business that was taking off. You know, I hadn't planned on having a nationwide business. And so leading this business and being the mom that I wanted to be was by far the hardest part of entering motherhood. 
you know, I figured a lot out. I share what I learn with my moms. You know, when I say my moms, I mean all of our Fripper mom, moms that follow us across the country and, and you know, through my own podcast and books, um, because I want to lessen the learning curve for other moms and share what I figured out. And I feel like all moms should do that. Like whatever you figure something out, whether it's, you know, how to swaddle a baby to making baby food, or I feel like that's the best gift of motherhood is to share. And so for me, it was always trying to figure out how to balance it all and, you know, really focus on what was most important. What was that journey like of balancing things? Was there ever a moment that you were kind of like, I can't keep up with this. Like I'm way too in over my head. Oh, yes. I mean, that literally was the instigator for me to write the book, The Empowered Mama, um, which is about how to reclaim your time, your health and yourself. It was because I was completely failing at it. Um, I didn't feel like I was doing a good job as a mom. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job in my business. And I didn't feel like I was taking care of myself or my marriage. And so I kind of just had a day where I put a line in the sand and said, you know what? My life is the way it is because I have allowed it to be. And it is up to me to redesign it. And that is exactly what I did. And I restructured what I say yes to, what I say no to. I figured out what was really most important to me. And I designed my calendar and my schedule around those things. And that means there's a lot that I don't do and a lot that I say no to to make sure that. I've always got that compass of I live the life that I love to live by focusing on what's most important to me. Mm. In what point of your journey did you think about writing a book or come to the the stage of writing a book? Well, my first book was called Lean Mommy and Lean stood for Learn Eating Awareness and Nutrition and think, let's see here, Rachel is now 17. I think she was a few years old when I wrote that book. And so that one was more fitness and nutrition for, for new moms, um, you know, and, and taking care of themselves. I lose track of when I wrote The Empowered Mama, I would say probably five years ago. Um, and again, it's because I'm a sharer. Like I always want to share what I figure out. Um, and so that was when I had really turned my own life around and created some new practices for myself for how I live my life. And uh, I have ADHD like a lot of people do, um, but I really clinically do have it. So I really needed a structure for myself to stay focused and stay organized. And so that was what um, I created and what I shared in the Empowered Mama book. That's awesome. Can you kind of touch on that? Like what life has been like with ADHD specifically, like as a mother? Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's funny because I feel like all of us just live a very distracted life right now, you know? And so I really think that it comes down to grounding. So my morning ritual is a foundation for me. And even when the kids were waking up super early, even if I could just wake up 15 minutes before them, Having time that was for me, it was the only time of my day that was for me where I set the tone for myself, journaling, really grounding myself on, you know, what is important for this day? What do I want it to look like, feel like? It helps a lot. And so, you know, now that my kids are, are grown up, I have much more time. And so my morning ritual takes close to an hour, but it's still the best part of my day. Um, and it's a gift. And so I think we just have to keep coming back to grounding ourselves to what's important, what do we want, um, 
I'm a bit of a hack and geek about productivity, but it's not about getting the most done. It's about getting the right things done and the most important things done. So, you know, I think about what's important to me. Does, is that reflected on my calendar? And so like, if date nights are important to me, is that on my calendar? If time with my kids is important to me, is that on my calendar? Like, you're going to get what you schedule. So I have a, a practice of creating an ideal week calendar where it's scheduled around how I want to use my time. And I really do my best to stick with that. What do you think helped you in determining what was a priority in motherhood? I, t- I told you that I was at kind of a breaking point where I realized I wasn't doing anything well. And I was sitting at the same desk that I'm sitting at talking to you right now. And there were post-it notes everywhere and to-do lists everywhere. And I looked at all of these things, one, realizing that I was never going to get all of this done, no matter what. And I also realized that none of that was what was most important to me. And so I took out a new sheet of paper and I made three circles and I said, what are the three most important things? What are the three most important things in my life? And I think the first time I did it, I wrote family, business, and friends. And then I realized, okay, I can't just say family because what was happening was I was really putting any energy that I had into the business and my kids and none into my marriage. So I separated it out and I said, my kids, my husband or my marriage and um, the business. And then I made a center circle that connected them. And I said, me, like, what do I need to do to take care of myself? Because I can't take care of my business. I can't take care of my marriage. I can't take care of my kids if I am not taking care of myself. What is what I call my minimum effective dose of self-care? So like, what do... It's not about the perfect workout or perfect eating. What do I need to do so that I feel sufficiency? Is it seven hours a night of sleep? Is it not drinking during the week? Is it, you know, getting to 20 minutes of exercise? What, what, you know, it's different for everybody. And so that was kind of the lead for me to figure out what was most important to me. So I always come back to those three most important things. Me is always in the center. I do this activity with my franchisees and when I lead retreats and uh, repetition is the key to mastery. I keep, keep repeating this. I keep coming back to it and making sure that's kind of how I architect my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like, I kind of call it like your basic needs. Like what are your basic needs? Like to be met, to really feel like you're you. And Mm. then like, how can we hit those basic needs? And I think it's something that's like, it's really important. Like one, I think they shift when we enter motherhood. You know, there could be things that we used to love doing that we're just not interested in anymore. Or there's going to be, I mean, obviously your kids would not be a priority before motherhood. So that's, that's one new one in your top three that is shifting. So I think it's like really important to take that time to figure out like, what are those things? You have to honor that there's different stages of your life. So Mm -hmm. I told you that originally I had friends there and then I realized, no, actually 
friends. It's not that I'm going to neglect them completely, but it's not a priority at this stage of my life with really young kids. Now that my kids are older, I spend way more time with my friends and it's wonderful. I'm able to, I'm able to do more with charity now and volunteering now than I was. It wasn't that that wasn't important to me before, but it couldn't be one of those three MITs. And so I think you have to honor that there's different stages of your life. And as a young mom, someone entering motherhood to kind of honor that like, it is a fleeting moment. It goes by so fast. So just be in it. Don't rush it because it's going to be done before you know it. Yeah. What were some of your forms of self-care when you were in the early stages of motherhood and how have they shifted and what do you like to do for self-care now? Yeah. Um, so I think that they're very similar. It's just that I'm able to give more time towards it. So, um, I mean, it's no secret that I love exercise. I, I started a fitness company, but it was never about punishing myself, it, you know, or like you said, trying to get my body back. It has always been because exercise makes me feel good. Like I need it for my sanity. So for me, making sure that I got some movement every day was incredibly important to me. Now, as a young mom, that meant I did stroller strides. So I had my kids with me, you know, or if I have a brand new baby that, uh, you know, that I was working out with them in the playroom, like I got it in however I needed to, even if it wasn't, didn't look like what it used to look like. Meditation has been important to me for two decades now. Uh, it is very grounding for me. I believe so much in it that I really, really wish that more people would give it a chance because I feel like people feel like, well, I don't have time to sit and do nothing. But, you know, if I told you that I had a pill that could give you more clarity, reduce your stress, increase your health, increase your brain capacity, your focus, it has no side effects. Like that's all the things that meditation does. Um, so even if it's just sitting for a few minutes. So again, when the kids were little, that morning ritual was maybe 15 minutes because that's all I could get before they would wake up. Um, now it's an hour. So the things that are important to me now, it's just kind of, I'm able to go deeper with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think that's, you know, something that a lot of people don't realize that you can start with just that 15 minutes. Absolutely. And it wasn't 15 minutes of meditation. Uh, you know, it was just a few minutes of meditation, or maybe it's a few minutes of, for somebody else of prayer or reading the Bible or journaling. Um, you know, my, my big expanded morning ritual is a combination of all of those things. It's a combination of a gratitude exercise, journaling, meditation, and it's, it's a gift. Like I, I really, really, my days go better on the days that I get a chance to do that. Yeah. What is something that you feel maybe you would have liked to know as a new mom entering motherhood or what is something that you kind of instill in new moms that you see now as as something that was, I guess, needed in your beginning stage that maybe you weren't aware of? I... If I had to do it again, or if I'm speaking to new moms, it's to get help sooner. I think that moms are martyrs. I was, I wanted to do everything myself. I wanted to wake up for every feeding. I wanted to like show that I could do all the things. It's not how it's supposed to be done. If you look at motherhood in other cultures, um, even some cultures today, 
moms are taken care of when they have a baby. The whole community comes to raise the baby, to take care of the mom, to help her be well. But in our country, we do it all by ourselves. And maybe you've got a mother-in-law or someone coming in for a week or two, or your spouse helps for a week or two, and then it's 100% on you. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be done. So I would recruit more help earlier as a new mom, get the sleep that you need. I would raise my expectations of my partner to show that it is both of us working on this together. You know, um, it's not mother's work, it's parents' work. And I'd also get more support at home um, and with the business, especially if you're a, a full-time, if you're a working mom. Um, I see it with too many of my franchisees. They're trying to run a business full-time and to be a mom full-time, and then they wonder why they're burned out. Like, get help. You know, uh, there's no reason for you to be the one who's cleaning the house, but only you can be the one who's going to raise your kids. Yeah. And, you know, you just touched on moms that are also in businesses or, or having a career. And what can you kind of say to them if um, maybe they're kind of like struggling trying to do both at once? Like you said, like obviously getting help, but like what might that help look like? What was most useful for you in, you know, being three months postpartum, starting this career and it launching and, and going off like more than you thought it had? More well, than I you had I, envisioned. Yeah. I think I did it incorrectly at first. I wanted to be super mom and I tried to do everything with motherhood and everything in the business by myself. I only started to flourish in the business and in my life when I started letting go, when I started letting other people. And so I really said, what can only be done by me or what should only be done by me? And what could or should be done by someone else. And that's both in the house and with my business. And so we're, we're doing a podcast right now. I used to have a podcast. I shouldn't be the person editing the podcast. I shouldn't be the person uploading the podcast. But at first I did all those things, right? Um, so really looking at what are the things that could be handed off to someone else. Or also, what, what do you even allow the ball to drop? Like, know what? Maybe it doesn't even get handed off, but you decide, know what? I don't write thank you notes anymore. Or, you know, you have to decide what it is for you that, like, um, you're just not going to do at this stage of your life so you can focus on what's really most important. Awesome. I love that. Where can we find you, get in contact with you? And if we're looking for a stroller stride class in our, in our area, what goes all into that? Yeah, so we have fitness for every stage of motherhood. So Stroller Strides is only one of like six of the programs we have. So if you're a pregnant mama, we've got Fit for Baby. We also have a program called Strides 360 Stroller Bar. We have a program called Body Well. So we really have fitness for every stage of motherhood. So if you want to find out about any of our programs, go to fitformom.com and it's fit with the number four mom.com. Find a location nearest you, or if there's not a location near you, maybe become an instructor or a franchisee. That would be amazing too. Um, and then I'm pretty easy to find. I'm Lisa Drexman on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Lisa Drexman on my website, but really Fit for Mom is the place to go. Awesome. And what goes into becoming an instructor in your area? Yeah. So um, in order to be an instructor, you need to work for a franchisee. So you see if there's a franchisee in your area. 
And all of our certifications are all online, so you can get everything you need to know about biomechanics and anatomy and physiology, pre-postnatal fitness, as well as how to teach the classes. So uh, yeah, you can find information on how to become an instructor or a franchisee at Fit for Mom as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for sharing my story. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Entering Motherhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us wherever you are listening because that helps the show grow and expand so that other mamas can learn information on how to heal and navigate in motherhood. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. And be sure to subscribe so that you can listen to the latest episodes of the Entering Motherhood podcast. See you later, mamas.